0: You for tuning into the metal forge i am mark jackson and i'm your host the premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music if you want to contact me hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com and now let's get this show on the road Thank you all for tuning in this week's episode of The Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson, and I am your host. This week, I have Rich Treadway from the band Blood of Heroes from Illinois here on The Metal Forge. And I got a chance to sit down with Rich and talk to him a few weeks back. And it's super cool, dude. I think you're really going to dig this one. But before we get into that, it's coming down to the end of the year. And I always like to ask people, you know, what's the album of the year for you? You know, what's your top five? What's your top ten? And I sent out on social media the deal where I was like, name your top ten albums of the year. And I sent it to some other people as well, just off the record and said, hey, you know, what are some of yours? And I was really interested in getting back some of these lists because over the next few weeks, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you some of these lists And then, by the end of the year, which, you know, the Metal Forge will have a show on December 31st as well, I'm going to give you my list. And we might have some other things in store for you. So, Paul from Soul Grinder Zine gave me a top ten list. I'm going to go through his top five right now. Number five, Nemesis, The Scales of Fate. Hell yeah. Number four, Nataka, in the self-titled. Number three, Inhuman Condition, Rat God. Number two, Cannibal Corpse, Violence Unimagined. And number one for Paul from Soul Grinder Zine is Solstice, Casting the Die. That's super cool to me. I'm not familiar with all of those albums, but I definitely have something to check out for damn sure. Colin Canton, you know, he's a big... Supporter of the page and everything, he usually comments on pretty much every post or likes every post that we make. Shout out to you, Colin. Hopefully the holidays are good for you, buddy. And he gave me some pretty cool ones too. And I'm he gave me some in not not any particular order. Uh, so I'm gonna go with these. Wraith in uh, was one of them. The new uh, Wraith album, Undo the Chains. Inhuman Condition is on his list as well. Grave Rippers, Radiated Remains is on his list. Plague Fever is on his list. The new Morgul Blade, which, you know, shout out to those guys too. They were on last year with Fell Sorcery Abounds. And he also gave me Cursed Be Thy Kingdom from uh, Bewitcher, which is super cool. And his number one was Demiser's debut, which is uh, Through the Gate Eternal. Fucking right, dudes definitely going to check into some of these that I have not got to hear myself and see what is up with that. Because it's, you know, if it's coming from you guys, hey, I know that it's probably fucking rad shit, right? Right. And the last one this week is my brother from Down Under, Danny Von Giles. We're going to go with his list, and it is Dying Wish, Fragments of a Bitter Memory, Hidden Intent. Dead End Destiny, Pizza Death, Slice of Death, The Plague, Within Death, Enforced, Kill Grid, Persona Non Grata by Exodus. I That just recently came out, but I haven't got a chance to listen to it. I have heard great reviews about it, though. Uh, his awesome, I guess this is his number one album, is actually Dr. Colossus. And the name of the album, if you're a Simpsons fan, you're gonna love this and you're gonna get it. Is I'm a Stupid Moron with an ugly face and a big butt, and my butt smells, and I like to kiss my own butt. So super cool album titles for sure. But yeah, some of these I'm really interested in getting into to seeing what's what they're all about. Keep those lists coming. We've still got a few more weeks where I can read off some more of them. Down below, there are links to the sponsors. And without you guys supporting them, they can't support the Metal Forge either. And I am so grateful that you all do help these businesses. Whether you're listening to their podcasts, you're buying instruments from them, you're going and getting tattoos, you're going to the Discogs page. Thank you all so much and continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art, Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, The It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys because every bit helps us at the Metal Forge and it helps them too also making sure you all uh, click on the Spotify playlist as well. You get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show and you'll be supporting those people as well, too. Thank you all. So let's go ahead and get into this episode with rich Treadway from blood of heroes. This is from their symbolic voices album. This is symbolic voices. <laughs> All right, everybody, I'm being joined on the line right now from Danville, Illinois. Awesome little town. I, I love it. It's been a while since I've been there with uh, Rich from Blood of Heroes. Rich, how you doing, man?
2: I'm good, man. Just sitting out here at Carl's, man, getting ready to play a little bit later on tonight. Just relaxing, getting
0: ready. Hell yeah. Yeah. So you're from Danville, and yeah. I've been to Danville quite a bit, and I always looked at it as like from where i you know being near a big city, like you know like you're what about an hour and ten minutes from Chicago maybe
2: it, well, downtown's like two hours and ten minutes, okay, yeah,
0: but just to get to the to the outside the outer bank of chicago you're you're probably looking at about an hour and a half, I'm sure
2: yeah if I'm driving definitely.
0: Definitely. So the thing that always
2: my dad dad was a race car driver, man, so you can, you know, kind of put that in perspective.
0: (laughs) Oh hell yes. So to me, you know, being from the Louisville area, you know, being around a bigger city and stuff like that too, when I went to Danville the first time, just to scope out the the scene and see how things were going, I was like, Oh my gosh. It was almost like the I stepped into a time machine and went back to nineteen ninety one.
2: Right there's a lot i mean it, it went it went through some transformation so you know you probably hit it at a good time
0: definitely and it was so cool because it it brought back a lot of those childhood memories that I had you know right and it was just it was a fun small town to be in you know there was a bar on almost every corner at the time and there was always live music going on in all of the bars when when I was up there a lot. And I don't think a lot of, yeah, your bigger cities have a lot of that stuff, but it it still seems a little bit more spread out. But I don't think a lot of smaller towns in America are uh, tight-knit as Danville was.
2: Right. Well, I mean, of course, I've went through damn near every rock and roll, metal genre, um, decade after decade after decade. I watched it evolve. So, you know, I'm one of the old guys, man. You know, I listened to music from the seventies, you know,
3: my parents
2: always had it going, you know, so, um, kind of grew up on, you know, Errol Smith and, uh, Bad Company and Foghat Hat and Nazareth and, you know, but I watched, you know, I watched it all progress, you know, and I, I had Black Sabbath's first album as a kid.
0: Nice. And, and now you know, you're the elder statesman of, of the music scene there.
2: Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, I, uh, you know, I used to have a festival there. I started it in, in, uh, 2007 and done it several years. And, and, um, you know, I was in another band back then called Boomslang and stuff. And we did really, really well. And they actually played our music on the radio and people would call and request it. So, you know, it kind of, it kind of opened things up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, wow, man, you know, there's an original band out here that's close by and they're, you know, they're really, uh, they're really getting some, some some noise out there, you know, some positivity. And, you know, they we got a, we got an offer to open up for Jackal in 2008, man, and sold that arena out There's 4,500 people at the Palmer Arena, you know. Hell so, yeah. It was a feel-good thing, you know. And, you know, the radio station died in, like, 2009. The guy came in and said, hey, what are you doing playing all this metal on here and, you know, stuff like that. And the guy was from, like, Connecticut or something, and he came in. And he's like, we're not doing this anymore. He, I mean, he came in there and just shut that radio station down. And it was a beast, man. Let me tell you, it had a big reach, man. I mean, a huge reach and they come in and change it, man. It's an old, it's an old country hag station now, man. So everything just kind of slowly just, you know, went away, you know, when 99 one went down because it was everything that rocks is what it was called, you know, so they, you know, they played Pantera and, you know, some of the heavier stuff and. You know, people just loved it, man, and and there was a lot of lot of people that would you know go in there and and um, pay money to you know have radio advertisement, and the same people would sponsor my festivals.
0: Right, right. So
2: so all of that just kind of
0: just kind of fell dried apart, up,
2: man. Just fell apart, bro. And it's hit or miss now. You know, I mean, there is a new place there now called the 210. I will be doing another huge festival there next year. So you know, the people that listen to this. Just watch the Blood of Heroes page because when it's when I announce it, you know it's going to be a big thing. Um, there's going to be some nationals in, so hell yeah, yeah, it'll be in the summertime. Uh, so you know, just have everybody, uh, you know, come to the Blood of Heroes page and follow us and and pay attention because it's going to happen. And um, it's a it's a huge venue. It's an outdoors, got a massive stage. It's about a thirty by forty foot stage and a massive PA system. And it's just, it's it's amazing, man. I mean, if people are interested in looking at it, you can just go to the 210 page, you know, exit 210. It's actually Oakwood, Illinois, but it's still in Danville to me. <laughs> right. But 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 they could see how big that stage is in the layout, man. It's, it's just amazing.
0: Hell yeah. Looking forward to hearing some more about it. But that's what we're here to talk about, Blood of Heroes. Tell everybody out in Metal Forge Land about Blood of Heroes.
2: Well, I mean... It's kind of like almost accidental really. Um, you know, when when Boomslang went down, I knew I wanted to take a break, you know, because I've been pushing so so for 14 and a half years with it, with Boomslang. I just wanted a break, man. So I took all of 2015 off. You know, I, I met a I met a kid who was his his father was married to my cousin and he came to one of my last Boomslang shows, and I did a tribute to um, the Hawk. He was one of the Legion of Doom, you know, the wrestler. Yeah, with, absolutely. Water face paint. Water rush. Yes, that's, that's it. how I get. And,
0: that's who I channel yeah, when I when I announce songs on the show. Is, is Hawk?
2: Yeah, that's that's I love that guy, man. And so I did a tribute to him, and you know, they brought that kid to the show, and my and my uh, my cousin Missy come up to me and said, "Hey." Uh, I got something to tell you. I was like, what's that? He's been diagnosed with cancer. I'm like, what? I'm like, this kid's young, man, you know? So we developed a friendship and, you know, we started talking and, you know, and he'd have bad days and stuff like that. So he'd hit me up and we'd talk and I'd try to, you know, give him a boost. And, and two weeks before he had passed, He had called me and we were talking and he's like, I'm going to tell you something, man, that I haven't told my parents, man. I was like, what's that, bro? He's like, I'm afraid to die, man. And I was like, it hit me so hard, man, you know, because I lost a child too, bro. So it hit me like, like, it's like a gut punch, man. And I, you know, I was tearing up. I didn't want him to know that, you know, so I was was holding back. And I said, brother, I said, I'm going to tell you this right now. When I start this next band, I'm going to wear face paint. Because you liked it so much. So when my next band comes around, we're going to wear face paint just for you, brother, to keep your spirit alive. And he said, you'd really do that for me? And I said, you damn right. So that's where the blood of heroes comes from. Because, you know, he look, he's like, man, he's like, you're my hero, man. I said, no, bro, you're my hero, man. I'm not your hero at all. You're my hero. So that's where the blood of heroes comes because he was married in my family, which is blood, right? So Definitely. That's where that came that's, from. So,
0: wow, man, that's you know, a, that's an in, incredible story. Yeah. That's just, so, you know, there were some
2: people that you know um, I've been around and played with and and shared shared you know shows with and stuff like that, and and just so happened that one of the guitar players, you know, he just hit me up. He's like, hey, man, what's going on, dude? I'm like, I'm just. Taking a break, man. he's like, you interested in maybe jamming? See what we can come up with? And I'm like, yeah, you know, all right. You know, I said, see what you got. He's like, well, I'm going to bring my son with me, man. 17 years old. I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah. I said, Nick? And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, Nick's really got his chops up, man. I'm like, okay. So we just started jamming, man. And the next thing you know, bro, I was writing lyrics to some songs. And, you know, another another friend of mine that was you know, that we had tried to get something going, you know, on the outside of, of, of Boomslang, you know, just kind of a little side project. He jumped in on bass, and next thing you know, man, we're rolling. You know, we jumped in the studio in 2017 with a fresh, brand-new album.
0: Definitely. And, and, and Symbolic Voices, the, the album. Yep. Looks like it actually yep. was released in...
2: 18, it came out. Yeah, we was in the studio all of 2017 up in Madison, Wisconsin, at um, Megatone Studio. so... You know, we tried to we tried to get it done sooner, but it's just you know our lifestyles and jobs and stuff oh, yeah. like that. You and, know? And and it's not the same. Yeah, we also had to wait for you know for our opportunity to go back up there because he was busy. Man, I mean he he was he was recording bands like every week, every weekend. So we just had to wait our turn. You know,
0: right? And I think that's the the earmark of a studio is if yeah. they're if they're worth their they're worth their weight in gold if they're always busy.
2: Yeah. That, well, they did my first they did my first album too on Boomslang which, you know, done a killer job, so that's why I went back.
0: So, Symbolic Voices, 10 songs, just under an hour of music, which is you know? I think that's about right. I think lengthwise, you know, much more than that. You know, there's bands out there that put out like 75 minutes of music or, or 78 minutes music that try to maximize that CD. And it's just like, sometimes that feels like it's way too long.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've always been the guy that doesn't want to write a seven or eight minute song. I'm just, I don't know, man. I mean, I know there's a lot of bands out there that have those lengthy songs like that. I think Iron Maiden is notorious for it. You know, I'm not taking nothing away from them. You know, what I'm saying it's just that's just their style, but it's not it's not my style, right? Or our style, my band style. It's just not our style. And you know, three to four, four and a half minutes. I know, I know. Symbolic's probably the longest song. I think it's like close to six minutes or something. I can't remember exactly, but you know that thing. It's it's a masterpiece, you know that song's a masterpiece to me, and uh, it's very deep. So yeah, we do have a long song, so but the majority of them are in around three and a half minutes to four and a half minutes. You know, I think that's good enough,
0: right? And it and again, it locks in a groove. Yes, because sometimes it can feel daunting to as a listener to listen to a right. song that's seven, eight, nine minutes long. And believe me, I've I've released a couple. Of songs that way myself, where it'd be like nine minutes, and yeah, that is right. it's It sometimes it's really fun to play that, but like being on the receiving end of it, it's just like sometimes if the if the audience isn't into it, you're just gonna be like, oh my gosh, when does this end? <laughs> and I've been right. there. Believe me, I've been there as a listener, so I get it. Right? Yeah.
2: I mean, I just like the short, heavy, hooky songs, and that's what I've always hung my hat on, man, and I'm not gonna change now so
0: absolutely and and i mean yeah you you've got the the idea behind it you know where you want to go you know what you want to do so why change it right
2: yeah right i mean i've been doing it since 1987 bro so you know i i've I've watched witness you know and it, you, you gotta pay attention to what lures the fans e- even from a, even watching other bands play you're know, like oh man that was cool man people really dug that you know and that was a little different, you know. That was cool too, man. People dug that, you know. It's just I'm always paying attention. I'm still learning to this day, you know. It, it's just, you know, music Definitely. is always music's always developing. But I also am not into trying to recreate the sound. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like I see a lot of bands trying to recreate stuff, man, and they get lost. And you know, a lot of a lot of these younger dudes when they, you know, they watch blood of heroes play i mean it just seems like here recently everybody's asking me for information or or tidbit here and there and i'm like look i i went to um i went to a seminar in chicago we played the the the, uh, mob fest in 2005 and finished fourth out of 100 bands and and i went to this seminar with john k which is the producer for disturbed and i sit there and listen to his panel And, and the key thing that he said to all of us, and I, and I, I say this to every person that asks me for information, John K. said, I'm in, I'm just going to lay this out, and this is simple. A lot of bands don't write songs, they write music. If you don't understand that, you will never, ever make it. You know, and and I sat there, you know, and I'm like, thinking about that, you know what I'm saying? Because every band creates music, but do they create the song? Right. It has, to be, it has to be a whole, complete song and i'm talking musically lyrically everything okay that's what lures the people in they don't care how good you are you could have the best lineup in the world if they can't write a damn song then it's worthless it's not they're not ever going to get anywhere and you know i tell these young cats that and they look at me like man dude i never even thought about anything like that i'm like well it's the truth you know that's just where it's at it's so saturated out there right now because everybody's trying to recreate the will of music, (laughs) you know, instead of, you know, going back and, and just, Hey man, pull back a little bit, do some, do some dynamic breakdowns, maybe some more half times, just, just make the song special. Right. And, um, a lot of people just don't get that, bro. I mean, I, I don't know why, but they, but, but they just don't. I mean, there are some that do don't get me wrong. I've seen a lot of good bands bro and uh, that's where it's at for me if you don't write if if I'm watching you as a fan and I don't take something away when I walk away, then I just don't feel like it was a song. it was just music
0: right well, and I think too a lot of that what you're saying is there are a lot of bands out there today too that that hear something on the on the horizon as it were and then they start playing what that band is playing. And then I I, I hate to, it's not like people use the term copycatting, but I I don't, I don't necessarily think that's an accurate, an accurate deal because let's face it. I mean, you wanted to play, if anybody wanted to play fast and, and heavy and sludge, like, you know, you could consider them a copycat of somebody like motorhead. But, right, you know, right. so I don't think copy, uh, the term copycats a correct terminology, but it's like it's who you draw inspiration from. And that's yeah, where, like, you know, yeah,
2: like a heavy, like a heavy influence.
0: Right. And it's like, well, you know, where did you get the inspiration for this song? And it's like, well, you know, I was listening to a lot of Judas Priest at the time. And I thought, you know, that would be a really cool idea to have something that sounded like Judas Priest. Well, it's like, right. OK, but that's. The Judas Priest way of doing things, you know, or so that's where I think a lot of like reinventing the musical wheel, as you said, comes from. Is you know, okay, well, instead of doing like a the way of Judas Priest would do a song, why don't you just do it in the way your band would write it, the way your band would play it already?
2: Right. Well, you know, when I when I actually sit down and start writing and I get into a groove, I don't listen to music at all. Because I don't want to be, influ- I don't want to be influenced. I want everything to come from the heart and my gut. So, I can get that, you know. Yeah. So when I wrote all the lyrics for the Symbolic Voices album, which there was a couple songs I already had the lyrics written for for other songs, they just didn't fit. But for the most part, I just, I just shut it all down, man. I mean, I, I, li- I listen to bluegrass. You know, what I'm saying, which is crazy, but I mean, you know, when I'm in writer's mode, I listen to bluegrass music, man, and and just step away because I don't want to be influenced. I don't want somebody to say, man, that sounds like Lamb of God, or man, that sounds like, you know, Cold Chamber or whatever, you know, which I love both those bands, don't get me wrong, but, you know, like Friday night we played down in Kentucky and some people kept coming up to me and say, man, dude, you got that Randy Blythe down. I'm like, no, I got Rich Treadway down. I don't, I don't have Randy Blythe down. I mean, I said, I've been on this earth longer than him, so I don't, I I didn't get my influence from him. So I I understand the comparison and I get it and I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. It's just, I never, I never go out to sound like anybody or try to sound like anybody. I just, I'm just me, man, you know,
0: definitely. And that's all you can. And that's all you can do. You can just yeah. go out and be the best you, you can. And I think too, that's where a lot of younger musicians kind of fail is they they're trying to go out and be somebody else. But the thing is, is like your fans will know when you're not when you're being disingenuine, right? And yeah,
2: I had, I mean, I know that you know what you're saying because I had a, you know, we played with another band last night Lafayette, and he this guy coming to me, he's like, man, Rich, what do I got to do different, man? What do I got to do, man? You know, blah blah blah. I said, dude, be yourself.
0: Tell the believe, truth on stage.
2: Yeah, and believe in yourself. Okay, first and foremost. You have to believe in yourself. Don't go out there trying to impress the fans right off the bat, man, because you're going to fail. You got to believe in what you're doing, man. I said, cause you're always developing, you know, you never stop developing. He's like, he just kind of cocked his head. He's like, what? I'm like, dude, you master your craft as time goes on. You don't do it overnight. You develop it as it goes on, bro. I said, look at Metallica, for instance, their first two albums, good. But they developed over time. Look, look where they're at now. They're millionaires. They developed their craft, you know, and, and I'll make, so I'll say, Hey, so you go from ride to lightning to master of puppets. Dude, that's a whole, that's a big step. They develop a lot.
0: Yeah. In, in a very short period of time.
2: That's what I'm saying. So you're always developing, man. You never stop. You know, he's like, dude, he's like, you always have the best inspiration for me, man. I'm like, huh? I'm just, a, I'm just an old guy, dude. That's, I've loved music my whole life. I've loved it as a child. And you know, it's what's driven me my whole life. And I've seen a lot, heard a lot. I've been talked down to a lot. I've been told I suck. You know, I've taken all the criticism. I'm still standing here in front of you doing the same thing you're doing, brother. He's like, man, he's like, that's why I always like coming to talk to you, because you always lift my spirits, man.
4: <laughs> Absolutely. And like, well, you can't
2: you can't let it beat you up, man. You know, you just can't. You can't let stuff. Since
0: 2013, there has been a calling from the underground from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinders Zine, an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now.
3: Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon?
0: bigcartel.com Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that to distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now.
2: there was there was people you know we was doing a show and people were chanting you know Conway Twitty or Leonard Skinner or you know there's always a group of people there that pay to get in that don't like metal you know and and some people take that hard man and they you know that they're being criticized and I'm like dude you just smile at them smile and wave at them dude and do your thing you know don't let that stop you they, they still paid to get in
0: <laughs> right exactly yeah. so what's next for blood of heroes are y'all currently writing on a new album or what well, are we, do- what we've are we got, doing?
2: we've got a there's a lot of songs that's been developed we've been playing so much man that we just ain't had time to go rehearsal i mean we've been hitting it man dude from set from from summertime up to this point right now we've been hitting it hard right you know because because the covid year the first covid year I mean, we did like five shows or six, I think, and, you know, we, we did it pretty hard this year, man, you know, more than expected, actually, and could have done more even, but it's like, you know, we, we need to start chilling out, man. We've got so much more to do. We got a brand new website being developed right now. Um, you know, there's videos, there's two videos that we've should have already been done that we haven't even got to yet. I mean, there's just so much that's stacked up that we just can't get to, you know, because we're out here banging these shows out so you know come you know january 1 man we're shutting down for a while man we gotta get this done
0: absolutely and you know content is always king as i say and making sure you have and making sure you have the album out there for people to listen to and purchase and download and do whatever you know that's that's gotta happen because yeah i mean yeah, there's bands out there that have released one or two albums that that live in infamy on stuff like that. But, you know, I just couldn't get over it. You know, I'd have to continue, you know, writing and recording as much as I could.
2: Right. Right. I mean, I still, I mean, trust me, man. I got a pile of lyrics, bro. I got a I've got booklets and booklets and booklets full of stuff. Definitely. But but um you know the covid year basically we're a year behind right now that's that's where it to put it in a nutshell we're a year behind because last year the covid shit fucked us up man you know and we couldn't we couldn't go in those studios because they're not they weren't open you know so we all tried to stay away from each other and you know we got you know, my parents are older and I didn't want to, you know, bring COVID into their life. And, Definitely. you know, we're all trying to save each other's lives, man. So we really didn't do a whole lot last year. So everything was kind of like just pushed back and put on hold. And then, you know, things opened up a little bit for us, man. We ran back out here. You know, it's like, man, let's just run out here, and do this little run, you know, let everybody know we're still here. We're still kicking. And then we're going to, you know, take another, you know, few months and, you know, get some of these new so- new songs developed and, and um, You know, come back strong, hopefully, you know, mid-summer, early fall. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, and hopefully, you know, have a, a nice, awesome album release or something coming up soon.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're kind of like torn between doing a full album or just doing singles, man, because, you know, the last probably, I don't know, five years, I would say, people just aren't buying CDs anymore, man. They're just not. They're just not. I mean... The vehicles that they're driving around in, the don't, majority of the people don't have CD players.
0: Right, everything's digital these days, which is yeah, so a huge thing. You know that like I know I always you know buy content, buy CDs, <laughs> whatever I can from I do too. the show do too from the too, shows man. that I go to. You know, I always if a band has an album out, you know I might not drop the drop the coin for the vinyl, but if they have a CD, I will always buy it because I think that's right. my preferred media. Because right. you know it's a collection point at that at this. I've amassed a, a great CD collection, and right. and I do still listen to them. I have I, too, man. I have a a nice Sony 200 disc changer that is constantly getting uh, rotated with CDs out <laughs> right, of right I could listen to 200 CDs consecutively if consecutively if I wanted to it's a it's a oh, yeah. it's a large undertaking
2: I mean, Yeah I mean I'll get into a groove like man I'm going to listen to Sabotage man for the next 48 hours
0: <laughs> Right
2: You know what I'm saying or I'll, or I'll go back and listen to some Priest or you know, even Wasp. I'll even go back and listen to some Wasp, dude, just to change it up, you know. Right, and definitely. I loved, I loved Wasp when they first came out. I love Blackie Lawless, man, you know. So I I don't know. I just I just go into grooves like that and then, you know, there'll be a couple of weeks, dude, when I'm driving down the road, I'll just listen to bluegrass.
0: Hey, there is nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, I think it takes all types of music to be a a a good musician. You know, listening to bluegrass, metal Uh, classic country I think you yeah I think to be most uh, good great musicians listen to a variety of music not just not just one thing
2: yeah I mean I love the harmonies I mean I'm a big big thing with the harmony thing you know because they always have three-part harmonies and you know when you when somebody can sit there and play a banjo and sing at the same time dude that just blows my mind oh yeah my fingertips my fingers don't even think about coming close to playing like that, man. I'm like, how in the world did you guys ever grasp that?
0: It, it's interesting because I can play a little bit, and I say a little bit, meaning a tiny little minuscule bit of banjo. And right. I've got one on the wall here, and I keep picking it up here and there to, to try and get better, but it is definitely another world.
2: Yeah, I mean, the old moonshiners, you know, and they said out there, Sitting in the woods waiting for the runs, you know, to come out. They Did- just picked that instrument up and just kept clicking on it, man. And next thing you know, man, these guys are getting pretty good at it, you know. Oh yeah. I think, I think, I in my mind, I think that's where that came from many, many years ago, man. The moonshiners started that bluegrass, man.
0: <laughs> right, absolutely. And I mean, I could totally see that as well because there's nothing, nothing else to do just to 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 wait for them to show up.
2: Yeah, fiddle around, man. Fiddle around, you know, and. I, I don't know. I love it. Love the whole concept of moonshine and then bluegrass. I tie it all in, you know, and I love apple pie moonshine too, by the way.
0: <laughs> so, you know, sending some.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I was, well, the butcher babies came and, and did, um, my festival back in 2015. And, you know, I'd already hung out with, with Heidi and, and, and the girls and, and, uh, and Henry and we were, we were, I'm uh, hanging out there at the end of the, at the, of the festival there. And she's like, Rich, you like apple pie moonshine, don't you? I'm like, yes, I do, man. She's like, I got some up in the rig. Let's go back there and have some. And we drank for several hours, man, just sitting there shooting the bull and stuff. And then I seen him again in Indianapolis. And she came up to me. She goes, Rich, I got some more moonshine, bro. I was like, oh. So I got to hang out with him. I've got to drink apple pie moonshine with Heidi. A couple of times.
0: Hell yeah, man! That's that's awesome stuff.
2: They're great people, man. Great to hang out with.
0: That's anybody's awesome.
2: never went and seen a butcher baby. You're missing one hell of a show.
0: Absolutely. So I'm going to go ahead and switch over here, and we're going to ask some general profile questions about you, Rich, as a person in music. What are, what are some of your uh, your weaknesses that you want to improve on?
2: Um, I don't know. I I would say probably. I would say anticipation the most, you know, because when you're on the road, you just don't know what to anticipate.
0: Oh, uh, absolutely.
2: That, that, that's my biggest weakness of anything.
0: Definitely. You know? Yeah, because yeah. there's so much stuff that can happen. You know, a blowout, motor, in, uh, the motor goes out, it, uh, your I gear gets stolen. I did,
2: hey, I, I did all that this weekend. I was in a car accident Friday. Oh, shit. Coming back from uh, Kentucky yesterday. Rod went through the pan of my RV Got on the, Getting ready to go out on the road this morning Dave comes up to me and says You planning on going anywhere soon? I said like, yeah why? He goes well the trailer's got a flat on it too bro I'm like what? What? So I went back there Sure enough
0: Flat tire Oh geez. All
2: this happened this weekend brother Dude. And then I get going down the road and Now the trailer lights don't work So that's another issue But yeah I mean all that what you just said Just happened this weekend
0: Oh my gosh The snake bit yeah. to her <laughs>
2: But I'm still here.
0: Absolutely. I'm, I'm getting you I'm made it.
2: playing tonight. And yeah. I made it, and I'm going to play.
0: What is your favorite part about being a musician?
2: I've always said this to everybody that asks me that question, and, it, and it's the studio work. I like, I like developing the song in the studio. I love bringing it to life. That is my absolute favorite. Now, you know, being on stage is great. To me, that's just the icing on the cake. But my favorite part, it's absolutely creating in the studio.
0: Hell yeah. Absolutely. What's your least favorite part?
2: Oh, I mean that that, that's a, that could be a lot of things really. Um I would say probably depending on other people to help you load and unload the equipment.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: yeah. We can all we, we all know that story, trust me. I won't name names, I'm just saying
0: who would be an ideal musician that you would want to collaborate with
2: several man i mean i don't i don't have just one in particular dude i mean i would say in the early going definitely chris oliva from Sabotage, which he's no longer here you know he, he's gone but i would say him first by you know i i just love the guy's guitar playing and he just he, he he touches my soul man he's i don't know what it is dude i mean he he can I can listen to Sabotage for hours and hours and hours and hours and never get tired of listening to Sabotage, man. So I guess if I wanted to say 100% favorite, I'd say he's definitely on the top of the list. Um, You know, vocal wise, probably Mark Hunter from Chimera.
0: Okay, definitely. Who is a major musician that inspires you?
2: Currently living or doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. Well, Rob Howard probably inspired him and Blackie Lawless inspired me the most. So that's one A, one B.
0: Okay. So what qualities of theirs do you admire about them?
2: Definitely, definitely, um, Blackie's theatrical stuff and, and Rob's just persona. The guy's just got a persona about him. I mean, no, you're, I, I, I get it.
0: I believe me. I, yeah. I already I mean, know where you're guy, going with it. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I mean, the guy can just stand there and you're just in awe. He doesn't even do anything but blow your fucking mind.
0: Right. (laughs) And, you know, in seeing video of him years ago in like the eighties, he wasn't crazy running back and forth on stage a lot. He was being, he was cool. He was calculated. He, and he's still the same way. And I think that's where he has been able to continue his performance where so many other people, so many other singers have not necessarily went along the wayside, but you could tell that they've missed a step or two. Right. And, you know, I've only seen priest one time and that was back in September. Wow. And and,
2: several, several (laughs) and fight too, man. I've seen fight bro. I'm going to tell you what. So good. Yeah. So when he did fight, I mean, when I grabbed that album, I actually got it at charts, by the way.
4: Nice. And, uh,
2: (laughs) When I bought that album, or that actually CD, I took it to work with me, man. And we were doing a a big job. And there was like four or five of us working. None of those guys even knew I had that, nor did they know that Rob was in Fight. So I played that CD at work, man. And, dude, I, I think we played it from the time we started till the time we stopped. And we just kept playing it over and over, dude. Because it was that badass. I mean, Rob took shit to another level with Fight, man.
0: Yeah, War with Words is is like a phenom- It's a phenomenal album. And, oh my god! And I recently, you know, I'd heard it before, like on listening to it on YouTube. But one of the other local stores here uh, close to me, I went in one day and I saw it was it was packaged. It was a double. It was the first. It was both fight albums. And I was like, holy right. shit! I got to buy this. And I'm glad I did because I haven't seen another copy of it. And I still listen to it pretty regularly, right? Right. And, and yes, with uh, I agree with Blackie as well. I agree with you on that with his theatrics because that is you well, know like or not wasp's music, and I'm not a big wasp music fan, but right. their theatrics were always there. You know, they were. Oh yeah, dude. They I were. Mean, I've
2: seen them on their last command tour. I seen them on the first one too, but the but the the second tour, on the on the last command they opened up for Kiss over Market Square, and I'm gonna tell you what, bro, it's hard to upstage Kiss because of their theatrics, but Wasp stole that show. Wow, it wasn't even wasn't even close, bro. Wasn't even close. In fact, I didn't even care to watch Kiss, man. I, I'm just I'm not the biggest Kiss fan. I was there for Wasp, and dude. They they tore that place up, man. I mean, everybody was just... They had their ass handed to them, man.
0: (laughs) Definitely. You know,
2: they put on the best shows I've ever seen in my life.
0: Hey, Metalheads. It's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio something that is clean and modern sleek refined inviting and he's done just that with ageless art in new albany you can find it at 2736 charlestown road Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro-wrestling!
2: Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com
0: We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got
4: keyboards!
0: It's Gonna Get Weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two, so you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter.
4: Oh, yeah, you need to pull that out
0: We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pento? No? You ain't no Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit?
2: Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one because they stopped beating their wives.
0: (laughs) And weird we never even thought of. Well, no. My friend is
2: on acid and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life.
0: We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. (laughs) (laughs) Weird.
1: It's going to get weird is the name of the podcast. Available everywhere. And thank you to Big X Sports Radio. For being a proud sponsor of "It's Gonna Get Weird," Frank Green, Scott Clark, yeah.
0: What's the best piece of advice another musician has ever given you?
2: Don't let anybody tell you you're not good enough.
0: Damn straight that that's great advice. And yep. for all the listeners out there, yes, if you're a musician, please take that advice because you know people can say you suck, but you know what? Fuck that. You make right. what you you make the art that you want to make. And fuck what everybody well, else says.
2: That's right. I mean, you know, we made fans Friday night. That's going to drive clear to Louisville, dude, to watch us on our New Year's Eve show because they liked us that much.
0: Hell yeah. That's awesome, dude. What do you do to uh, get through stage anxiety?
2: I don't have it. I don't have. I've never had state, stage anxiety, man. You know, I. Right on. I, I just I've just never had it, man. I mean,
0: you're you're a born entertainer then.
2: Yeah, and and a lot of people say that. Everybody that sees me for the first time is like, "Man, you're a natural." It's like you're, you know, I've had a, here are actually the last few shows that we've done. Everybody's like, "Man, you are the man on stage." It's like you get up there and you just command it, you know. And I'm like, I- I've seen the best, you know what I'm saying? I- I've 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 developed my own thing. I have been influenced by people, Blackie Laws, Rob Halford. I do my own thing. You know, and I've always told everybody when you see me up on stage, that's Rich Shredway It ain't anybody else. Definitely, I don't try to act like anybody else. I'm me, man. You know, and the I don't I I've played with people that have major anxiety. In fact, I've played with people that puke every time every time they just before they go on stage they throw up.
0: Yeah, I, I I've only been that way like a couple of times ever where I've felt nauseous before going on. And most of the time, it's been around album releases for me.
2: Right. I, I mean, I, when we opened up for Jackal in that sold out arena, everybody's like, man, you got butterflies? I'm like, no. <laughs> you know, I, I was, I was like, no, I'm just ready to get, get up there, you know, and, and I wasn't, didn't have butterflies or, you know, I, I didn't, didn't have it at all. In fact, while, you know, during that show, I told people, I said, that wasn't the most fun I had. And they're like, what? I'm like, no, that's not the most fun I've ever had. They're like, you're kidding me. There's 4,500 people in there. I'm like, I get that. But they were so far away from me. I didn't feel them. I seen them, but I didn't feel them. So, you know, like playing these little smaller clubs that we've played here recently, there are people right there in your face. I I feel them. I feel them. I see them. You know what I'm saying?
0: Absolutely. And
2: that's what I like the most. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll play on a big stage, sold out arena all day long, but. I want to fi- I want to fill them, you know what I'm saying? I-, I want to feed off of them.
0: Definitely, and and I think that's you know that's a part of being in a front person in a band is yeah. you know, and and it's not just being a front person. I mean, obviously, guitar players, bass bass players, drummers, they all we all feed on the live crowd interaction. But if you don't have an instrument to hide behind, you're just right there. And there's right. a vulnerability behind it. And for sure, you know, you've, you've gotta, you've gotta hit the crowd. And, and you know, that's one of the things I've always wondered about as well. It's like, so if for some reason somebody looks like they're not enjoying your show or they look a little, you know, like I don't necessarily want to say bored, but like they just kind of look checked out. How do you, how do you deal with that when you see well. people like that?
2: Well, here, here's one thing, man, you know, and I, I had, I had this, this, this gal come up to me Friday night and I hope that God no none of them hear this, but <laughs> you know, she, she came up to me. She's like, I was here to support my dad. You know, he was in the first band, blah, blah, blah. And She's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really care for what they're doing. She, but she looked at me and she goes, you know what? You guys are on a whole nother level. You guys are Amazing. You can tell you guys got your stuff together. You can tell you guys know what you're doing. You know how to sell what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And, and she's like, well, what do you, what do I tell my dad? You know, and I'm like, well, like I tell everybody else, gotta believe in what you're doing, man. Yeah. Gotta keep pushing, you got to keep pushing that envelope because if you don't have anybody telling you that, then you're never gonna know. Absolutely. And that I've, I've had several people I mean, I don't get me wrong, I've been down in the dumps before because man, I don't know, man, did I give it my best? You know what I'm saying? You know, over the years you've gotta stop doing that. You know, you gotta stop saying, Man, did I really give it my best? No, you go up there and give it your best, man. If you have an off night, you have an off night. It's always another time, man. There's always another time you're gonna get up there and do it again, you know? And that's just what I tell people, man. You know what I'm saying? I I don't like seeing people be discouraged about music because music keeps you young at heart man and you can't let it discourage you because it'll eat you alive it'll 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 and it it destroys some people
0: it very much does that's very true so since we're in the holiday season christmas or thanksgiving
2: thanksgiving a long shot by it's not even close bro
0: what was the first album that you bought with your own money
2: um, it's ACDC, Back in Black. I was a freshman in high school.
0: Nice. And it's such a great album, though. I mean, it's got...
2: I still listen to it. I still listen to it. I
0: mean, yeah, you've got the I mean, the big songs. Not,
2: I mean, how could you not be driving down the road and giving a dog a bone comes on, dude, and you just don't reach over at that dial and go, Crank. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on. I mean, that's, that's just such... Natural hook, man. Those guys, they, they're just oozing with it, man. And they, they've kept it simple and groovy for 40 years, dude.
0: Right, Believe, right.
2: You know, when they first came out, they, dude, they came to the States on almost nothing. They came here just to go, man. We're just going to go for it. You know, they had no idea what they were going to do over here, you know, and look at them. I mean, look at them. They stuck with their craft, man and developed it and made it a monster.
0: Definitely. And, you know, that album in particular, yeah, it obviously has You Shook Me All Night Long and Back in Black and Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution on there and, and Hell's right. Bells. But, like, just even the, like, the, the album cuts, the deep cuts, as people say, like, have a drink on me, what do you do for money, honey? You know, let right. me put my love into you. That is, like... That album Start to Stop is a complete playthrough. Solid. Solid. And it's like that I can't I can't skip a song on that album because it's so no. good of an album. And oh, I don't know if it's a
2: masterpiece.
0: It, right.
2: That's why it's I mean, that's why it's the number one selling you know, people don't say rock and roll or metal, whatever. It's still the number one slash rock and roll slash metal album of all time. Still to this day.
0: And, and that's the thing, you know, I don't get it if it's like, I don't understand if it's like something that they did or if it was something that like Mutt Lang did with them. Because don't get me wrong, when George was producing their albums as well, George Young, it, they've got some great albums with him too. And, oh, yeah. and so I, th- oh, it leads me I to mean, believe I, I, that it's that it's them, it, it it's Angus and Malcolm that were just there and knew exactly it, what to yeah. do.
2: Yeah, and you know... You know, Von Scott was the shit, that charisma, that Von Scott, you know, it, it started with him. Right. You know, the charisma started with him. And, you know, unfortunately, we lost him, you know. And he he even told, he even said, he even told those guys, man, if anything happens to me, I I want this guy to replace me. They already had, he already told them who he wanted. And that's just bizarre to me, man. And that's a true story. That is not, there's nothing fake about that. That is the honest truth, man. I've read that book. Right. I know I, I know Susan Masino who wrote the book. I know her personally.
0: Nice. And and everyone knows that like you know uh, Brian Johnson came from the band Jordy. Right. And definitely. So, I have one more question, but before we get into it, do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody today?
2: Oh man, there's so many, god, dude. I don't even know I don't even know where to begin, but definitely Jessica Wilcox, she's pretty much got this going for us.
0: Absolutely.
2: You know, Dave from Biohazard Records, Yvonne Loveland from Buddha Queen Management, all our girlfriends, ex-girlfriends, all the people that love us, hate us, big shout-outs.
0: Absolutely. And and I think that, you know, especially to uh, Dave as well, Dave from Biohazardous Recordings, super rad guy. If you go back into the archives, uh, listeners out there, if you go back into the archives, uh, he is actually featured on my uh, Metal Fest review show, which is back at the... Back at the end yep, of he, July.
2: Yeah, he told me about that.
0: Yep, he is such a good dude. I've known him forever, it seems like, and you know yeah, it's, me, he's me he's well, he's one of those one of those friends that you know we didn't talk for like four or five years, but as soon as I saw him in person again, it's like, dude, hey man, how have you been? What's going on? And we picked up right where we left off. It was it's yeah. Shout out to him. He's yep. he's awesome. People.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, if you're ever in a if you're ever in a jam, dude, and you need some muscle. You, you got He's got it.
0: <laughs> he definitely has it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh yeah, so, good stuff,
0: man. So for the listeners out there, recommend one album or artist out there to get into.
2: Well, I mean, so many, man. I mean, I know so it's so good, it's a tough
0: question. It's it's it more of, it
2: just dep- it just depends on the age group too, man, you know? I mean, if you're talking to old school people, I mean, so how I can, I could sit here and we could talk for a whole another hour just on that, you know? Right. Um, I'd say Power of the Night by Sabotage. Um, Vulgar Display of Power by Pantera. Um, any of the Gojira albums are all just super, just ridiculous badass. Um, first three Chimera albums for sure. Uh, Madonna's like a virgin. <laughs>
0: uh, you you threw that in on me. I was about to be like, all right, yeah, let's do it. And then you threw that in and come on, really? <laughs>
2: well, I always I always give my guy shit when we're running down the road, you know, because they're always like in control of the music that's being played and they play a lot of stuff. I don't even know what they're even saying, you know. And they're like, oh man, that's dope. I said, what do you say? Well, I don't know. I'm like, not dope to me. Right. But anyway, and I'm like, well, I said, am I going to get here? Madonna's like a virgin today. No. I'm like, why not? Nope. You're not listening to it. I'm like, well, I just want to hear something, you know, it's kind of hooky. And so on my way here, I played Madonna's like a virgin.
0: Not a problem with it at all. Yeah, dude, rich as always links will be listed below. Please give these guys a like, a share and a follow and go purchase music from them purchase albums pur- purchase the album purchase shirts whatever you do go see them live and in person rich thank you so much for coming in the metal forge this week i appreciate you, it brother. i need to get back up to danville it's been so long since i've been there i just you know well, i got to go back to charts and i got to got to drop him some some money there and I'll just give because you a it's awesome
2: this summer brother Okay, I'll give you a reason this summer. You're going to see bands that that's going to be in Danville that you're going to be like, oh, dude, I got to go to this show.
0: Hell, yeah, absolutely. So off of symbolic voices, what are we going to lead out with today?
2: Oh, symbolic voices. huh? Well, of course, you know, to me, that's the masterpiece on there. But I would say today reason the reason I'm insane.
0: So you heard him. This is from. Blood of Heroes Symbolic Voices album. This is Reason I'm Insane. Hey, thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now, we're really going to start pounding the Metal Madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. you'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're also going to get all the other rewards from the other tiers. So, visit patreon.com/slash radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.